Welcome to the Two Old Kids and Two Young Adults podcast. We've combined life experience with young adult drive and ambition. Are you just starting to college plan? Did you finish your education and wonder, now what? Join us in this lively discussion about the topics you need to know to create the next stage of your life's dreams, careers, finances, education, and more. Welcome to another great episode of Two Old Kids and Two Young Adults podcast, where we really love being a resource center for our young adults out there as they're navigating for getting into college and beyond and after college, career, everything. Last week, we had a fantastic discussion where Ed led us in the whole do's and don'ts of preparing essays for college. And we really recommended it. You even are in middle school, you need to hear this. And then he said, wait, I have got the perfect guy. So this week we're going up even another level. And we have Dr. Gudas with us, who has been an incredible, extraordinary educator for the last 25 years plus, and really the last 15 years specializing in those writing skills, crafting essays that are gonna last you into a lifetime of your career. We're so happy to have you with us, Dr. Gudas. It's great to meet you. And as always, we have Capri and Alex and Ed here, and you got a full house. Welcome. Thanks for having me join you. I'm really, I'm, I'm very eager to talk to these folks. Hit me. Ed, you did a great job kicking it off last week talking about essays share a little bit why you decided to bring dr goodis in with us <laughs> well um i've been doing this for 18 years and i specialize in different aspects of college planning whether that's admissions or financial aid or even the essay part but i've learned from the best and eric is one of the best and not only does he have the expertise in terms of writing essays but as he will tell you he's done instruction with uh college writing uh, which will translate for folks who are going to get ready to go off to college and i think even before we started to hit the record button these are skills that are essential for being an adult working in the real world so i wanted to have him on for that reason and not to mention the fact that i mean look he's a phd for heaven's sakes i can't beat that from ucla of all places i'm just a lowly college planner trying to find my way in the world so what i'm hoping happens is that what i said last week aligns with what eric says this week and dr goose doesn't make me look bad but we're about to find out but what's really important is we get the information that these folks need whether you're a parent maybe getting reintroduced into the workforce you're a student like capri going off to college you're alex you're getting started after college or you're just getting ready to write some admission personal essay statements for universities and college we got something for everyone so there's the unofficial slash official introduction on why we have dr gudis with us and i'm just going to kick back and let you guys fire questions and see if we can stump the good old doctor here this evening well let me respond to something that you just said ed like what if we contradict each other yeah go with what he that, said. that's life that goes what he said like Whatever you go to college said, you know you go to college and like these professors aren't trying to agree with each other you got to figure it out the skill is critical thinking so i'm not worried Phew, that makes me feel better we are entitled to our own opinion our own fact based on our opinion. maybe i'll say something that resonates with one person and you'll say something that resonates with somebody else but that's life you, you people don't always agree on the same topic people you know it's just like 
I mean, people get into like historians get into brawls over the history of the French Revolution, you know. So anyway. All right, we're not going that deep tonight. Mm -hmm. We're gonna have an about, essay right? brawl here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm a, I'm gonna open up the conversation. Alice Capri, I'm gonna give you the floor. You guys are the ones who are using this stuff probably more than even I'm using it. And I know uh Amy's doing some work helping young people too. So let's get into it. What do you guys have for the good doctor? Alex, do you want to start? Yeah, yeah, we'll just get started. Then. It is um, summertime. So uh, what do you recommend, Dr. Gudis, in terms of when to get started on writing those college essays? Because obviously, there's a lot to write. There's hundreds and hundreds of words, thousands of words. So um, when do you recommend that everyone starts writing these college essays and what grade, what time of the year? Well, now is the great time, summer between junior and senior year. If you're not doing it already, start doing it. Um, is I think the, my big tip for people, I, you know, I, I think that I ended up working with a lot of people in September, October, November, especially November, because that's when the UC applications are due. But I really think that if you can just like harvest some of that summertime to work on your essays, when you're a little bit less busy, feeling a little bit less pressured, that's really the ideal time. As for getting started, I wouldn't think in terms of like thousands, hundreds, hundreds of words, whatever, just go, you know, you got a certain number of questions and you just really want to go question by question. If you're applying to the UC system, you got four questions um, to deal with. And my biggest tip for like just dealing with the questions is to break them down. Um, the one I usually use as an example is in the UC personal insight questions is describe the most significant challenge you've faced, the steps you've taken to overcome this challenge, and how has this challenge affected your academic achievement? Well, that's really three questions. So I think the best thing to do when you when you get when you get that question is break it down into three parts. Start making notes on each part. Eventually your essay will come out of that. But you know, if you don't think of each question as a monolith, just I mean, with as with any writing task, breaking it down into steps is always going to make your life easier. We we all experience a lot of stress trying to like you know, pump writing out um, at the last minute. So how's that, how's that work for you, Alex? <laughs> yeah, that, that definitely answers the question for sure. I really like what you said too, in terms of breaking it down, because a lot of those essays do have multiple parts of that essay question too. So I'm um, kind of breaking it down, just focusing on one task at a time. Is, um, I think that's really, really good advice. And with that one, I mean, I always like to, I say about this one, I think the steps you have taken to overcome this challenge is the really key part. Mm -hmm. Because the, I think, you know, these are called personal insight questions. They, they want to get insight into you. They want to see you gaining insight. The, like, right. how do you, like, the, what's the process by which you have overcome a challenge? Like, challenge could be any number of things. So, I mean, I would look in the parts for the questions where you can demonstrate thoughtfulness, growth, introspection. Um, that's sort of the pro tip there, but very meaningful when I'm working with folks. That, uh, that thoughtfulness and growth and introspection that you're talking about, do you think that's a common thread that you see throughout really any college essay that you write? Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, the, the questions in a way are generic. I mean, I think that, I think, you know, and I mean, if, if one of you asked me, what are they looking for? It's like, oh, that's a black box. I'm not going to even try to answer that. But 
the questions themselves suggest that they're looking for thoughtfulness. You know, you've got a chance to define creativity in the UC questions. Come up here, come up with your own definition. Hmm. For sure. No, I think I think showing showing um, showing thoughtfulness, uh, introspection, sort of like problem solving and action growth. I mean, that's really what the essays are about, in my opinion. And and the and the questions are kind of scaffolding, you know, or different ways in. But for sure. Oh. I can tell you right now, he sounds smarter than me. I, I, that's awesome. That's really good advice. Really good advice. All right, who's up next? What else you got? Don't give me the window. Um, I'll take so over. You recommend, would you recommend storytelling as a really good way to kind of get your point across? Or what other effective styles of writing do you think work for writing college essays? Um. I think for the, yeah, I think for the main essays, I'm not talking about the supplementals here. That's kind of a whole other topic or subtopic. But yeah, I think you're basically writing personal essays. So you're writing, you're writing narratives or you're linking, you know, one or, you know, two or three more narratives together. But I think ultimately you want to be able to like, like answer the questions in narrative form. I mean, there's like, I mean, there's a lot of research in this, like people actually like just their minds glom on to narrative and stories more easily than like chunks of information. Um, so definitely that's a lot of the work that I do with, with sort of, you know, kind of coaching young people on, on writing colleges is how, how can we turn this into some kind of a story? Um, and yeah, absolutely. Capri, I would totally recommend doing that. Um, Dr. Goodis, what would you advise as far as what not to write? I know we focused a lot on, on how they can start composing this, but what are some of the don'ts? What should they stay away from to help them steering the right direction on, on where to go? Yeah. I, I mean, I tr I try to like, like think in terms of like what you should do, but, but it, this is always a question, like, what should you not do? And I mean, I think my, my larger answer is like avoid cliched modes of thinking. Like avoid like writing an essay whose trajectory is basically like a, a cliche. Um, and like, you know, if you work hard, you'll get a reward. Anything that just suggests like, I'm going to work hard. Um, but, you know, and, and that's one reason why I really am very on the, I'm always on the fence about sports essays. Um, one, a lot of young people do sports, but two, sports itself lends it sports the sort of sports thinking lends itself to cliches so it's like your main like you know kind of like quotation in your essay is from yogi Berra. it's probably a cliche um mm -hmm. i and i don't like to say don't write about certain things i do feel like um i mean what i i think i, I do think sports you just got to think about it there's a lot of people who play sports like what's your angle um revelations on a on a um, volunteer trip abroad um i also i'm i'm not i'm not wild about um and let's see what else um can you expand on that a little bit uh especially if somebody really was thinking i had this amazing abroad experience this is going to be perfect can you expand on why you would steer somebody away from discussing that it's it's basically the answer I started with. They tend to it tends to lend itself to to cliches. I think more than other topics. 
I think we also just, there's just a, I mean, I don't, I try to discourage people from comparing themselves to other people, but you've just got to imagine the huge spectrum of people who are doing these certain activities and like, how are you going to like carve out something um, from that? That's, it's just like, it's like these the people reading this stuff, like you got to, I mean, I would, this is sort of a side answer here, but you got to imagine that you're like number 100 in a pile of 100 and it's like five o'clock and the person wants to get back to their kids and they're done for the day. And it's like, you don't want to be the person who's like, you know, making them go, oh, heck, another like how I won the big game or, oh, heck, I made friends with an impoverished child for, you know, a day. Like okay. they're seeing a lot of that. <laughs> um, and so I, I think that it's it's not the subject matter itself. It's just the kind of preponderance of the subject matter that kind of like, you know, just like so many, there's like potentially so many people hitting that subject matter. Um that I think it's, it, you know, you're with any writing, you're writing for an audience. And I just try to help have people I work with think of your audience as an overworked person who's on the, on the 100th essay of the day and you're it. And, you know, I don't, I, I, I just, um, I've seen enough of these essays to, to feel like, gosh, there's gotta be a lot of youngsters, young people out there who are, who are hitting those, those particular topics yeah. that, you know, you're not necessarily setting yourself up to be like number 100 out of 100. That's great advice. Um, but I mean, the, the, the larger, the broader thing is like, you want to stay away from sort of a, a message that's ultimately some kind of cliche, which is hard because, you know, like we do work hard. We want rewards for our hard work or, I mean, there's a lot of things that kind of like are just sort of naturally cliches. So, you know, but, you know, it, we, they're crutches. They're kind of, you want to, you like insight. These are called personal insight questions for a reason. Give me some insight. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know you mentioned, um, oh, go ahead. Oh, thanks. Kind of going off of that. So if I'm just like your typical teenager you've already eliminated two things that i thought were really good essays so how should i like move on if i'm experienced writer block writer's block because i can't oh. come up with any more brilliant ideas yeah well just i mean the i mean the standard thing to say about writer's block because there's no such thing as if you just lower your standards um and it's just like i would just say like stop trying to come up with brilliant ideas and just see what you have like you've probably got more more than two things to write about like uh, any 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 teenager's experience is going to include all kinds of stuff um and so that, that's one that's one thing i think is just like try it's like like just say i'm not going to come up with brilliant ideas i'm just going to come up with ideas you know i'm not going to leave this desk till i come up with like 10 you know then take 15 minutes and come up with five more you know um break it down uh, to reduce the pressure on yourself. Um, but on the topic of writer's block, I think that the A number one uh, cause of writer's block is people trying to write brilliant introduction paragraphs and they get stuck. And, um, and so my message to you folks out there is like, don't do it. Just wait. You, there is a time to obsess about the intro. It's later in the process, actually. You want to actually work on your intro almost last. Just get, you know, somewhere in, in the essay, but it's like, 
that you do not have to, you don't know what you're going to say until you write it probably a few times. So that that's another way Capri to kind of like, uh, tamp down this, that stuck feeling is just like, like reduce your perfectionism, especially at the beginning of the process. And on that uh, same note too, obviously the introduction is something I want to write later on in the process, but it's the first thing usually that they look at too. So what's your advice for writing a uh, really strong opening sentence and a strong introductory um, paragraph as well? Any, uh, just any general advice, pieces of advice there? Well, I, I, you know, I, I have a great article to recommend to you and I'll send you the link, Amy, and Ed. It, it's about introductions and sort of, I think I use it in a science writing class, but it's sort of like four great hooks. So it's from the New York Times. Um, I mean, I think that if you're, if you're in a narrative, if you're in a, if you're, if you're writing in a, in, in which I think you should be in a narrative framework, like find some like high point or dilemma point or climactic point in the narrative, like jump ahead in time and start right there. Um, and then kind of move backwards. Um, I mean, there, I mean, intro, you know, um, questions, the, the questions that don't have an obvious answer. Um, mm. um, I mean, there's just a lot of ways to approach writing an intro. I have a, I have a, I have a great quote from this, this science writer for the New York times. And I always show it to people when we're talking about intros. Um, what he says is so brilliant. I think he says that, you know, you really have to have them have a, have to grab a reader's attention. This is, um, this guy's named, uh, Nicholas St. Four. You have to grab your reader's attention with your first few sentences. If you want to have them read the entire story, it's for that reason that the first few paragraphs are often the last part of my stories that I write. I'm constantly tinkering with the wordplay. So I'm not really answering like, what's the best way to open, but just like, just know that like, that's, an important moment um and that you're gonna really want to you you know you're really gonna want to work on it but maybe not first like this guy says he, like it's the last thing he works on um and images i think always are better than statements questions are always better than statements uh, get people talking in any kind of narrative writing, which includes, you know, college essays. You could have somebody else, you could have somebody else, somebody else talking. Uh, I mean, it's just, there's a lot of ways to start. I mean, just, just, you know, one thing is just to read a lot of personal essays and see how they start. Um, you, there, there are books of like, you know, college essays, college essays are also published in the New York times, but you can look at the, um, scholastic winners of the scholastic, uh, uh, contest in the personal essay category and just get an idea of like how those start off. Those are some really great essays. Actually, it's, a, it's something I recommend to high school students is look at the, the winners of the scholastic people associate scholastic release. I did more with art, but there's actually writing. Um, so read a lot of personal essays, read a lot of essays, but written by teenagers, they're out there. Mm -hmm. And, um, Again, New York Times, I believe the money section publishes a bunch of essays every year. There are books. And then again, the, the scholastic. So, you know, do do some reading. See what you like. It's exactly, a really yeah. good piece of advice. Learn from the best. Right, so I got too. a couple. Go ahead, Alex. Sorry. 
obviously, you know, we're all these, you know, kind of like the process of writing an essay and obviously writing such a continual process. I know for me, I would go through like a million different drafts, but for writing college essays, what would be probably like, you know, how many people would you suggest reading it um, before it's like, all right, let's just turn it in. How many drafts do you recommend doing? Or does it just kind of depend on your writing? How many drafts? um, A million. Um, That'd be nice. um, But probably in a realistic sense, like for for like more than you think you're capable of as a high school student. So that might, but for a lot of people, that's probably closer to five, I think. Right. I mean, if I'm going to give you a number, Um, but you know, you're, you should you shouldn't even start with writing just start with just like writing write stuff down single words images um you know just give yourself material um in terms of who how many sort of how many cooks i mean i think that it helps everyone to have some sort of trusted sort of mentor or coach either you know like an adult that you trust a teacher who said that they'll work with you someone that you bring in professionally um i also think it's 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 good to go through the process with a peer uh, because especially because I think a big part of revising is reading your work out loud and you can read your work out loud to your peer and, and vice versa. Um, I, I don't think your parents are probably the best audience. Um, oh, I mean, uh, well, we, you know, it, it, and they're, cons- and we're concerned. I mean, um, mm-hmm. um, and then there's a very special person in the process. It's the person who's going to proofread very carefully for you right at the end, but not suggest content edits. And I think you want to try to identify who that person is going to be early in the process because um, it's it's real important. It's, it's very difficult to proofread your own stuff. It's impossible. I can't do it. I have I have to give if I'm going to publish something, somebody else has to read it. Um, there's no way in heck. So that, so that's, that's like a stealth person, but it's a very person, good person to identify. Um, so I would say, a, you know, a trusted adult mentor, coach, uh, teacher, whatever, I think a peer just who's also going through the process, your, your like secret weapon proofreading person at the end. I, but you know, in the end, you don't want that many people like, I mean, you just have to really trust, you know. I mean, it could be an older, it could be an older person who's like closer to your age, but older, who's your sort of mentor coach figure. I, but you don't want, I just think like at a certain point, you, you it's going to, you have to just kind of ha- have a, have a little cadre of people you trust. But if you start showing your stuff to everybody, it's, well, you'll be faced with what we talked about at the beginning, which is like having a million different kinds of feedback. But yeah, I don't know how, I don't know how productive that is in this context. Mm-hmm. I, I maybe in a, maybe in another context it is but you know um you, you know you don't want, want somebody right at the end being like why did you even choose this topic like this, this is this is not working or, or whatever you know i hope that helps alex yeah that definitely does i think it can be a little bit difficult because i know being a writer it's like you want to have a million different drafts like you said too but there's only so much time in that college writing cl- process so i think five is a really good number and why not, not having too many yeah definitely i kind of want to shift gears we have a, a limited amount of time with the good doctor and capri's back so capri you're getting ready to go to college i have to think that you are pretty interested in that transition for writing in high school you wrote 
for college admissions. Now you're going to be in college writing. Do you have any questions that you want to ask Dr. Gudis about that process when you get to that level? Yes, I have two. So the first one is pretty easy. How would you recommend editing your essays like online tools? And then the second one is, is there any major differences that I should be aware about between college writing and um, just like regular essay writing for um, high school? Yeah. Well, okay. Also, let's go with editing your writing. Um, I, I, there are like better, better online tools now than there were a few years ago. I mean, somehow they're doing something with the, with the, with the, the backend software that that's picking up fairly subtle grammar stuff. But I, I'd say if you're using one of those tools, keep it off while you're writing. Um, because it, it can really screw you up while you're writing. And then, so, but also I actually, I actually think that like everybody should be able to identify these, these three things is, uh, run on sentences, uh, and then sentence fragments. So they're the opposite of each other. One is like too much sentence. One is not enough sentence. And then like vague pronouns, especially this and it, because a lot of times people use this and it to refer to some sort of like vaguely worded concept a couple sentences prior. And so and I would recommend the website. It's called chompchomp.com. It's grammar bites. And I just think if you can identify if you can if you can identify and correct those three things in your writing, uh, uh, run on or fused sentences, sentence fragments and vague pronouns, that's great. And then you don't need software. You're the software. Um, and then your second question was college writing from high school writing. And I would just say it's more analytic and it's, it's, it's more conceptual. Um, and so a lot of times what you'll be asked to do is, and there, again, your audience is a highly intellectual audience. It's uh, college professors and a lot of times people who are, you know, want to be college professors, graduate students. And so it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different audience than the, than, the, than the essay you wrote to get into college. And, you know, a lot of times you need to, uh, you know, take a concept and apply it to different, you know, source material. You could, you know, nursing case studies, a novel or whatever. Maybe different concepts, but the idea is the same. You sort of take a paradigm or a concept. Um, and I think, uh, and it's also very thesis driven. Amer American college writing is very thesis driven. And, and usually, the, and, and your thesis has to be pretty specific. And then you're kind of like, you know, it's it's like the mothership, and then your topic sentences at the beginning of your essay are beaming back up to the mothership. Um, but it's generally a more analytic and uh, conceptually sophisticated thesis than than a college essay. I think that the I, what I what I've seen a lot is that a lot of people's go to. I teach a class called Beyond the Five Paragraph Essay, and it, it's for middle middle school students, and that's when I think you should really be going beyond the five paragraph essay. But I think a lot of people still have this paradigm of like one thing and three examples. And that's that doesn't work in college. What they want is called an argument, which is where you sort of unfold a set of ideas throughout throughout a paper and throughout an essay. So you want that's that's not a good go to other things like pro con. Um, it, I, I think a lot of people's go to stuff from high school is it, it doesn't necessarily help in college. I think the biggest thing is is just being able to like sort of a lot of times they're, they're they're you know i'm talking broadly about the humanities and social sciences they want to they want you to understand an idea and apply it to certain material 
So first you need to understand the idea, the paradigm, the concept, whatever, you know, abstinence based, um, uh, addiction treatment versus harm reduction, something, you know, just like, you know, di different kind of terms. And then you, and then you take material and you basically apply it to that material and you come up with your own idea. So it, it's just, it's more conceptual and it's generally more analytic. Um, so I would just expect to be challenged if you're going into college, like they're just going to throw you with like harder writing assignments. And that's why they have the writing center. Everybody go to the writing center at your college or university. Like you're not alone. There's people who are there to help you. They're, they're well-staffed. It's a great resource. So when you get these like, you know, kind of conceptually sophisticated assignments, or you're like, I don't even know what they're asking me to do or whatever, like go to the writing center, you're paying for it in your tuition. Um, does that help Capri? Yes. I have one more question also. Sure. So a lot of these college essays have to be like longer, like five page minimum. I don't know. I've heard stories from all my friends. How do you suggest writing to fill that like, minimum page requirement without sounding super wordy or having to repeat yourself too much? Um, well, this is actually another tip that um, act comes out of my old department at UCLA. It's called the paramedic method of revision. And it's just a method for revision for, for like reducing wordiness. You can Google it. It's the guy's name, Richard Lanham, but you're basically identifying the subject of the sentence, the primary subject and sort of the, the primary verb, and then building your sentence out from there. I think a lot of people try to get by with what I call sort of the smoke screen of verbiage, which is just like throw a lot of words in there. And that to a certain extent can help you in high, high school, but it really won't help you in college. So I think one is you, you just have to be more thoughtful. Like you've got five pages, like you can't just fill the five pages with, with like words. That's so I think that like, well, one, like once you've got a draft, I would, I mean, I use it, this paramedic method of revision by Richard Lanham, um, very easy to find. But I, I think two is that you need to engage really thoughtfully with whatever the assignment is. So again, give yourself time. Don't, if, you know, if your due date is in two weeks, you know, give yourself that two weeks, like books of, you know, book time at the writing center, like at the halfway point. Like you don't want to be at the at the time when you're scrambling to like to fill your five pages like two days before it's due. You know, you can get into office hours. Office hours can be, you know, a little bit frustrating if you're, if you're used to a high school model, because sometimes these people will give you like five minutes. And for them, that's a lot of time. And so you really need to like have your have your questions. Generally, a, a teaching assistant will give you more and the writing center will give you even more. But there's 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 folks to help you. But you definitely want to get out of the, and I'm not saying you're in this Capri, but you want to get out of the model of like just throwing words. Like I'm just going to get, you know, just get to the word count. It's like, you know, you want to, you want to have like some well-developed set of ideas and then expand from there. And that, that in and of itself takes a while. So it's, it's you know, I, there's no magic process, um, but you know, thoughtfulness really engage with what they're asking you to do. If, if you feel like you don't understand it, there, there's help for you or it's not a good school. So Eric, I want to kind of wrap Thanks. up with, sorry, Capri. I'd like to okay. wrap up with talking to the parents, you know, us helicopter parents who are hovering over everything that our kid does in high school. 
when we start to agonize about the admissions process and we're like, what are we supposed to do? Uh, I'd like you to comment or offer some opinions on how they can be supportive without being overwhelming and how important it is to let the young person write their own truth as opposed to trying to edit and write it for them. Yeah. Well, I, I don't, as I said, I don't think that parents are good audiences for students' essays. Um, I, I just think they're, they're too in the process. I think you can basically be supported by bugging them to start early <laughs> um, and helping them to connect with, you know, a, a trusted mentor or some kind of some kind of person who can really work with them on it. You know, so you just say like, "Look, I can't help you with this, but like, let's find what uh, let's find someone who can help you." <laughs> but we well, whoever, Ed. listen. It, well, I mean, we, yeah. I mean, I, I'm just yes, but like, let's say you know, it doesn't have it doesn't have to be. Well, it can be a lot of different people. It can definitely be Ed. Um, and, and just, you just have to trust that like, look, look, your kid is like, what, 17, 18, they're invested in the process too. It's not just you. And they're the, like this, the, they're the only ones who can do this writing assignment. I mean, the first person I ever had who was like a mentor to me teaching the college essay was, it was like, he, his whole thing was like, and I think it was somebody else's whole thing that he was picking up on. It was like, what's the essay that only you can write? And, and so that's always been my philosophy too, but that also, that's also like only you can write the essay that only you can write. Like, I know it sounds kind of, kind of weird the way I'm saying it, but I, you just, you just, I mean, I think basically kind of back off the process except for like reminding, bugging, whatever, like making it a priority for your child to take, to, to have the time to do it because that's, that's the main, that's like, it's just really important that, you, that, you know, that, that this, that, that they don't rush this particular part of the, part of the process. And, and, you know, that's a lot of people's go-to with writing is they get anxious about it and they're like, uh, and, then, and then you end up rushing it. And, and um, in this case, that's not a good idea because you need to go through a process to come up with some thoughtful writing and that provides insight. I got Does one other question for you. Yeah, that was awesome, Eric. Thank you. I got one other question okay. for you. Can the universities and colleges tell the difference between an adult writing, i.e. a parent versus a young person, a teenager? I can. Well, there you go. That's the answer. Right there. <laughs> I mean, I can. That's why I tell people don't like, like, that's why I love about the scholastic essays. You can tell they're written by students. But, you know, I got this one I, I do in every one of my classes. And it's just like the person, like, I don't know, just like it's, it's like the person is, you can tell the person is a, is like, I don't know. I think the person was like 15 when, when she wrote it. It's a great essay, but it just, you know, it's got some errors. It's not, it, it's, does it doesn't, it's like, I can tell adult writing from, from or sort of kind of professional writing from, from student writing for sure. That, that I mean, and if you're reading a hundred a day or more, you can totally tell. So you like, hear that, that, parents? You can't write it. You can't edit it. You can't put your own thoughts in there because you're concerned about how your young person's going to be right. perceived. Well, and that's what that's what I'm sorry, Ed. 
No, go ahead. Finish your thought. What I was saying to you, Capri, about just learning like these three grammar edits, like it's so like, like it's great for to be able to edit your own writing as far as you possibly can, because like somebody else gets in there with with editing, actually, it kind of changes the content a little bit. You know, if I do a, if I did a like a really in depth grammar edit on somebody's writing, I might end up having to replace a they with whatever I think they means in that case, and then I've made an editorial decision, and it's less, and it's not the person's, it's not fully the person's writing anymore. So. Yeah. Um, I think we're gonna wrap up right here. That was fascinating and interesting. Um, and by the way, I will offer this one comment, Eric. You can chime in on it. If your student can't write. To, for admissions, particularly at the higher, the upper echelon schools, and they probably shouldn't be attending those schools yet. I think my point on that is let them be who they are. There are schools for different levels of students all around the country. Um, trying to embellish their writing is not doing them any favors. You're probably going to be holding them back or hurting them. Well, just don't do it. <laughs> I mean, it's like, as I said, it's, it's like, it's like a, that is not a good way to help your child. And you may not be the best writer as an adult. <laughs> like, what if your writing's not so great, but you, you, you like have this like real corporate style and you like yeah. go in and, I mean, it's just like, just don't do it. It's, it's, um, and I agree with Ed. There's like, I mean, there's what, well, how many colleges and universities are there in the country? Somebody can tell me. 2,800 plus, let's go with that. Wow. Yeah. And the thing is like with the, with the higher ed job market, there's, there's great faculty everywhere because it's a very tight market. Mm -hmm. You can find you can find great people teaching everywhere. I have friends from my UCLA PhD program who are teaching all over the country, not in just like the tier one schools, because you know that that's just the nature of the market. So there's great places everywhere. This fixation on like ten schools, all it does is flood that ten schools with like you know, like like you're saying, like if you if, if you. If you if you don't, well, I'll disagree with that. <laughs> You're allowed to. We mm -hmm. established that right from the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, so listen, Dr. Gudis, Eric, thank you so much for joining us. Um, you, you added some significant value to the conversation. Um, so we're going to sign off here. I, I look mm -hmm. at it this way. Um, writing is a skill that needs to be developed. You can develop it in high school. You can develop it in college. You can develop it as an adult, but you need to have it. And I think Eric, you gave us a lot of good information. So, on well, best wishes to Alex and Capri too. Yes. Thanks for your questions. Yeah, you. whatever. No, thank you for your answers. Super insightful. <laughs> so, on behalf of my co-host Alex Capri, Amy Zed Sanderson, for two old kids, two young adults, and listen, here's the deal: if you like it, give us a thumbs up. If you love it share it with other people if you want to hear it over and over and hear what we got to say coming up next episodes you know just uh, hit that uh, subscribe button so you can hear it on a regular basis we're going to continue to bring you good commentary and good guests and so we're going to sign off for this episode and we'll see you at the next one take care make sure and subscribe to this show so you don't miss the next episode of two old kids and two young adults podcast we want to hear from you as well. You can email us at 2ok2ya at gmail.com.